1: CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents. Come in. Welcome. I'm E. G. Marshall. In the night skies, strange objects roam. Many of them unidentified. Do you ever look to that darkling bowl of the sky, pierced only by the stars, and wonder if strangers come to us from out there? And if so, how many of them are among us already? Aliens, unrecognized. Are they friend or foe? Terrorist or goodwill ambassador? Always supposing they are there, I wonder sometimes, as I am sure the rest of you do,
2: I told you, Moses, you would be part of the whole. And my father? He will not need you much longer. I have to stay with him to the end. So be it. You have chosen your own destiny.
1: You have selected your own living death. The mystery drama, Alien Presences, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars John Beale and Joan Shay. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Whatever kind of shirt you're into, get into an arrow. Hey, Jim, that's a fantastic wool shirt.
2: Yeah, no thanks. It's uh, an arrow. An arrow? Hmm.
3: Whatever kind of shirt you want, an arrow got it. I love that turtleneck Hank's wearing. I bought it for him. It's an arrow. Whatever kind of shirt you're into. Get into an
1: arrow When it comes to shirts, things are changing, but men are still changing into arrow. Arrow gives you every style and all the confidence you expect from an arrow. That shirt looks great with your suit. Sure. It's an arrow.
3: Whatever kind of shirt you're into, get into an arrow. Whatever kind of shirt you want, Arrow's
1: got it. Arrow makes all kinds of shirts for all kinds of men. That's why we're known as America's Shirtmaker. It's
3: Northwest Federal Savings Time,
0: 63 hours a week. Hi, I'm Chuck Shaden, Vice President here at Northwest Federal Savings. You know, one of the many things that attracts people to Northwest is time time enough to do your banking without rushing, but let's see if we can learn more.
1: The thing I like best is that I can come here and get a lot of services. I'm here to get some copies made of things. Uh, I can pick up light bulbs here, do it all in one stop. That's the main thing that attracts me to it. Do you find our hours important to you? The hours are very convenient for me, yes. I I find it very much better. I also have a savings account at a bank, but I find it much easier to come
0: here. You just heard some of the reasons why people like Northwest Federal Savings. If you're not getting that kind of convenience from your bank, it's time to sing a different tune.
3: It's Northwest Federal Savings Time, 63 hours a week.
1: August 14th, 1958. Antelope Crossings, Nebraska. This is the story of today, but it began 21 years ago. You never heard of Antelope Crossings? That's not at all surprising. The population maybe is 105, including children. It's a post office, general store, and not even one street. It's just where two roads meet and leave again.
4: Now that we're leaving, Jim, I kind of hate to go.
1: I know how you feel,
2: Ruth. No matter how barren it is, a person puts down roots. But we're lucky to get away.
4: I reckon. Never could make much of a go of it here. Think it'll be better in Nebraska.
2: I know it will. My brother Ace's farm's a real big spread. We can start to live like people there. Get you some fancy duds and all. Maybe even a TV set. Like I say, we're some lucky. Oh,
4: don't say that. We wouldn't be if that terrible car had not have to out Asa and Sarah and poke their children like they were candles.
2: The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. He
4: should have taken us. We have nothing, not even children.
2: Oh, I guess the Lord knows best.
4: Oh, you think we should travel in weather like this?
2: Well, if anything happens, we'll be together. And bad weather or not, I got a feeling we're headed for a whole new life. You can't believe. Funny. If I'm
4: honest, that's just how I feel. Can't you get any news on the radio, Jim?
2: Listen for yourself, woman.
4: Uh, Maybe we should have stayed over till tomorrow. And
2: miss the services? With me, the sole heir, and us, the only family? You you know that don't make sense, Ruth. I, I reckon...
4: Uh, funny, to Think of us chunking along in this old car with the trailer behind us, and everything we have in the whole wide world is here. Well,
2: maybe after all these years, I can give you the life I always wanted to give you. You've always given
4: me anything I wanted or needed, Jam Harden, except
2: excepting a child.
4: I-, I didn't mean it that way.
2: It's my fault as much as yours. Well, if we had money enough, we just might be able to find a way. You hush up now. We just
4: better put our trust in prayer.
2: Well, it's a little late in life for us, Ruth, to have any prayers answered. we got to be practical.
4: What's that, Jim? Where? Oh, off there to your left. He, he's coming right at us. We should stop the car. Oh, what is this? Well, I don't know. Maybe one of them big jet planes. It can't be. They always fly so high and free. And, and Look at this one. Why, it's spinning like some child who's up and spitting
3: fire all around like a pinwheel. Well, what do you think it is? Oh,
2: it looks like one of them unidentified objects.
3: Oh, it's getting straight us! Maybe
2: a punishment. Punishment for what? A question of the God's will. He sure, it's oh. getting straight straightforward. Look out! Oh. Look! God. Went right over us and crashed down there in the ravine. Oh. Come on. Let's go see if we can help. If we hadn't been here to track it like nobody'd ever seen it. Oh. Oh, this sure is wilderness.
4: And whatever crashed it pretty near burned to a cliff already. Oh, Jim we better see if we can help.
2: I don't see how nobody could have lived through
4: it. Well, it's only Christian to make sure. Of oh, course. Come on. Come on. Oh. What do you suppose it could have been? A big jumbo
2: jet? Looking down on it from here, I, I don't think so. There's no path cut through the trees. Oh. It's just like a drop, like a helicopter or, or a stone. <laughs>
4: Don't get too close, Jim.
2: Oh, she's burned herself out by now. Funny.
3: What?
2: She must have had radio contact with the ground, big aircraft like that. There ought to be all sorts of rescue planes, whirly birds here by now. But the sky's plumb empty of everything. Surely they'll be here. Do you think.
4: do you think anyone's alive?
2: Uh, not unless they were thrown clear. In the hour or so it took us to get down here, this must have been just plain hell. Everything's burned to a crisp. Well,
4: we, we still ought to take a look. We oh,
2: sure will, Ruth. Just as soon as it cools off. Well, what is it? I still don't know. Couldn't be one of our regular aircraft. All I can figure, it must be something from another... Ah! What was that? Oh, some man, oh, maybe. No, no, no. It sounded like a baby crying.
4: Oh, that's what it is. But where, Jim? Where? It echoes so here. It's
2: this way, I think. Come on.
4: Oh, maybe someone did survive the crash.
2: Well, if they did, we're about to find out.
4: There. In that juniper bush. Oh, Jim. It's so hot there. Oh, okay, I got him. Her, whatever it is. Oh, bring it quickly to the stream. Hurry. Oh, may the, good Lord, let it not be hurt or burned. Hush, little boulder. Hush. It's all right. No need to cry anymore.
2: Is he burned?
4: No. Oh, Jim, it's a miracle.
2: What's he crying for?
4: His mother's. For being alone. Oh, Jim. Jim.
2: What is it, darling?
4: Do you, do you... Do you suppose maybe... Maybe we could keep him? What? Keep the baby.
2: Oh, how could we?
4: We found him. And you said yourself nobody else could have gotten out of that crash alive.
2: Oh, Ruth, that don't mean this baby hasn't got other kids. There's bound to be some other people in his family. Who suppose they don't want him. Well, that's something we can't decide. And just suppose there isn't anyone else in his family. Well, there's really no way of checking that out. Unless we take him to the authorities, get him identified.
4: Authorities? Well, let's even suppose they do identify him and he has no kin. Then what?
2: Oh, well, I, I guess he... That'd be putting some sort of home for adoption. And
4: what chance would we have to do that?
2: Well... Well, I reckon from here on in, we'd have enough money that
4: It isn't money, Jim. They'd say we were too old. Don't you see? This is a gift from God, meant to be. This this is our baby. Now,
2: now, hold on, honey. We can't figure that way. Someone else could be hankering over this baby and feeling just as deep as you do about him.
4: I still say God sent him
2: to us. Well, it could be. But we got no right to play God. You don't, him. Oh, of course I do. Just as much as you do, but... Then
4: here's what we should do, Jim. Now, now you, you take me to a motel. Or a hotel. Get me some things I'll need for the baby. And, and then you go off to the funeral. Oh, Ruth, you can't
2: keep that baby. Not without letting the police know what's happened.
4: How do we know what's happened? How do we know this baby had anything to do with the aircraft that crashed? But but, but let that go for the moment. All I'm asking for, Jim, is a little time. Time for what? To listen to the radio, the TV, watch the papers. Find out if anyone is looking for the baby. And if you do? Well, I'll return him, of course. If he belongs with someone else, that's where he should be. And if there's no news about him? Then I, I want to keep him
3: for my for our own, Jim.
2: Uh, I don't know what to say.
4: That you, Jim?
2: That's yeah, me, Ruth.
4: Did you get the newspapers? Yep. And?
2: No news in any of them about either the baby or the crash.
4: I've been listening to the radio and watching TV. There's nothing there either. Well, it's still
2: kind of early on, you know. For the newspapers,
4: maybe. But radio and TV?
2: Nothing at all on either of them yet? No. Well, what are we going to do?
4: Well, you're going to get in that car and go to the funeral and leave me here with Moses. With who? The boy. I found him like Sarah's daughter. But unlike her, I will nurse him for myself. Why don't you both come along with me? How could you suddenly explain the child? It's better this way, Jim.
2: All right. I'll be on my way. And I hope when I come back
0: for you, it won't be for you alone.
4: back
2: i miss you ruth
4: and i miss you jim
2: i bet you didn't much with him to take care of the baby oh
4: jim don't talk that way i love him he's so wonderful but that wouldn't interfere with you and me ever
2: i know i can't wait to see him myself you
4: will he'll be awake any moment now but before he does wake up do you have any news
2: Uh, no Asa left us everything free and clear it's a right good farm we can make a good life on it.
4: That's nice, but I, I meant about little Moses in there. Jim, how are we going to be able to keep him? Well,
2: I don't know, Ruth. There isn't a sign of anyone looking for him. Not a word on TV or radio. Nothing in the papers. Have you seen her
4: anything? No. And it's been pretty near a whole week now.
2: We're taking an awful risk, honey. Where did this miracle child come from? Something comes hurtling out of the sky into the wilderness. And every trace of what it was is burned to ashes. Along with whoever flew with it or or rode in it. excepting just this one baby. Well, his father
4: or mother took a chance and, and, and threw him clear.
2: But from what? What kind of aircraft can fly the skies today without some record being made of it? Where was it headed? Where did it take off from? Why doesn't someone, somewhere... An individual, a control tower, I don't know what, but why doesn't someone know that that aircraft is missing? What are you trying to get at, Jim? I'm just trying to say that. Well, the only answer I can come up with is. is that what we saw crash, and whose ashes are now already buried under the new growth, was. was something from outer space.
4: That's where you think our little moses came from? Where else? (laughs) Well. You come inside to the room with me, Jim. Now, don't get mad, Ruth. I'm not mad. I'm just plain soft. I'm not giving him up. Just look, Jim. Just look down at that sweet baby. Try to tell me he's something from outer space. Why, he's the most human thing you ever saw in your life.
2: You're right, Ruth. Just... Just the kind of boy I've always wanted.
4: He's ours, Jim. And we're going to bring him upright with love and tenderness. And we're going to be proud of him. And we're never going to
3: be sorry.
1: Brave words, Ruth. And perhaps you'll be proven correct. Still, what you're doing is outside the law. And may have many unexpected repercussions. You and your husband Jim are taking an awesome chance. You have no way of knowing the background of the baby you have called Moses in this world or possibly in some other. I shall return shortly with Act Two. When your
3: children fly the country, they look, they look, they look, look, look like a bee. Yellow sun, like it's a sign of quality. Quality is the so most cool. Under the sun, that's our sign that it shines. They wear quality, cover, shine. Quality is the most comfortable way. Under the sun,
1: when you've got business friends or relatives coming in from out of town put them up under the sun at a nearby Quality Inn. They'll find a warm welcome week and all the comforts Quality Inns are famous for. Make an out-of-towner feel right at home. Call your local Quality Inn or call us toll-free for reservations at the most comfortable
3: place under the sun. You've changed the night. They're not the
1: man What do you mean, Francine?
4: Remember the way you were, vulnerable. You made mistakes. But now, look, you're
3: confident. Everything you do turns out right. It's that book you sent away for...
0: It's just a catalog Mm. from the Consumer Information Center.
1: It lists more than 200 federal publications you can send for on building, fixing, eating... Buying, selling, working, playing, living. And more than half of them are free. Yes, Francine, the man you married is gone
4: for good. Mm. All right, Bernard. But would you make just one more mistake for old times'
1: sake? All right. For you, I'll just
0: replace that window glass like I used to. (laughs) Whatever you do, learn to do it better. Send for your free catalog. Just write Consumer Catalog, Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. Francine, send for their publication on first aid. What was that address? Pueblo, Colorado, 81009.
1: Whatever fears Ruth or her husband Jem or anyone might have had were dispelled in the 21 years that have passed. Moses Harden has been a joy to his adoptive parents, although he never has known that he is not their own. He has been a loving child, a brilliant student, and thoughtful son. Only two things have set him aside. He has always been a grave and very contemplative boy, even withdrawn at times. And starting with kindergarten, His unusual height has set him apart. For Moses Harden, at 21 years old, stands at 7 feet 6 inches.
4: Oh, I sure do hate to see the fall creeping on so fast.
1: You used to say it was one of your favorite times of year, Mom.
4: That's until you went off to college. And now professional basketball. Oh, it's such a long, long season. You should have to play it. The last months are a grind. Oh, you know that isn't true must be wonderful to be a hero,
2: to be the best at anything. I don't feel I'm the best. I have certain natural advantages, that's all. You're a big, big man.
4: Sometimes it's hard for me to see in you that little baby I used to hold over my heart.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry I turned out to be such a, a freak. You're not a freak.
4: You're a very handsome man, all in proportion. The best athlete in the country, and a mind just as special.
2: Oh, just a little outsized is all.
4: King sized you mean?
2: Well, the proud mother always overlooks the faults. The
4: proud mother is grateful for what she's had all these years. Had? Oh, you know what I mean. You're all grown up and ready to spread your wings now that you're big basketball star. You don't need us anymore.
2: I'll always need you and Dad, Mom. You'll never know how much... You are the center of my life, the balance wheel, I... I can't do without you. Now, Moses Harvey, will you stop it? you make me cry. I never would want to do that, Mom.
4: You never have that way. I, I mean, tears of happiness. Happiness I don't deserve. Oh, my dear boy, if you only knew... I know a lot more than perhaps you think I do, Mom. Now, what are you trying to... Oh, dear, here comes your father... I haven't even set the table yet. Well, there isn't all that much her huh, for dinner. Forty years we've been married, and I never once let him come home from the fields without the table being set and ready. Uh, uh, now, you go on, Moses. Go meet him on the porch till I get everything done. <laughs> All right, Mom. Hi,
2: Dad. Ah, uh, hi there, big Mo. Where's Mom? Oh, getting things ready for dinner, I guess. You're a bit early. Well, I figured with you leaving tonight and all, the crop would take care of itself without any extra help from me. Matter of priorities. Don't get to see all that much of you anymore. Well, me and Topsy, we went and growed. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> you suppose I'm never going to stop, Dan. Oh, we all do sooner or later. It's just plain human nature. Human nature. Well, if Mom's ready in dinner, I guess I better get cleaned up. Boy, well, she's not ready yet, Daddy. Uh, why don't you sit with me here on the porch and have a talk? Oh, I'm pretty grimy from the field. Oh, it's good clean dirt you mind if I want to talk to you? Well, sure not, boy. What's on your mind? It's about Mom. Your mother? What? Did you know she's hiding something? She's sick somehow. She told you? No. Then how do you know that, Mo? Well, lots of things I can sense, Dad, without knowing all the way. Yep, you always did have second sight or something, even when you was a boy. But how about your mother? I wouldn't worry We've talked some about it, but it's it's nothing. Just an ache or a pain here or there. Get to our age, you're bound to have a few. When was the last time she saw a doctor? Well, I I, I don't rightly recall. I want you to promise me to take her to one tomorrow. Or well, the first chance you get. And the best. Now, um, oh, Mo, I don't know that. You promise me, Dad. You're scared to death the doctor might find something wrong. Just like Mom. How do you know? It doesn't matter. What does is I do know. You promise?
3: You two gonna spend
4: all night out there on the porch? Jim, you better get cleaned up for dinner.
2: I'm coming right away, Ruth. Promise. I promise, sir. So. And you let me know right away if it's anything serious.
1: Well, I'm all set to go stepping. Hey, big boy, what's the
2: matter, man? Ain't you never going to get dressed? You and me are last out. Oh, I didn't notice, Woody. I have some things on my mind.
1: <laughs> sure wasn't on basketball to practice today. The coach eats you out? No. Hey, what's with you, man? You still, uh, You still worried about your old lady? Some. I thought you told me the
2: sawbones give her a clean bill of health. I did. Or at least Dad wrote me he did. Last time I talked to Mom on the phone, she sounded fine. Well, then what else is
1: eaten you? Uh, nothing new. Man, where do you go? Mm-hmm. Well, you're in another world half of the time. There's no way to reach you. Like you just
2: wasn't one of us. Uh, I don't mean to seem that way, Woody, but... But I guess, in a sort of a way, I am. Yeah, hey, I don't dig you. Well, we'll, we'll take my size alone. I, I can't be like everyone else at seven and a half feet and growing... There practically isn't anyone else my size. Ah, oh, come on. You live in the basketball world. You're not all that outsized. Uh, it's only part of it. Well, what's the rest? <sighs> Something I can't talk about. Or oh, won't. I, you wouldn't understand. Hey, i better get that. Locker room, Woody
1: Spade. Hmm? Long distance. Well, sure, sure. He, he, he's right here. M.O. Yeah? A long distance call for you. Who is it? Well, I guess
2: it's your father. I'll take it. Hello? Yeah, Dad, what is it? Oh, no. But how...
1: how I thought... You said... Well, was it bad?
2: Oh, that's good. I'll catch the next plane home. I'll oh, forget the season, the games. We'll talk when I get home.
1: Bad news, huh?
2: My mom died. Oh, big Mo, That's terrible. This wasn't that. I only had two connections with the world. And now one of them's gone. Why didn't you tell me Dad? Why didn't you tell me? Your mother wouldn't let me. Oh, but... But she knew as soon as she went to the doctor. Well, once the tests were in. Yeah. And, and you didn't let me know then? Well, what could you have done? There wasn't any alternative. It couldn't be operated on. It was only a matter of time. I could have been back here to spend that time with her. And give up your career? Oh, what do you think a career means next to Mom? The only reason I played basketball is because it was the quickest, surest way of paying you back for all you did for me. <laughs> and, and I never really had enough chance to do that for her. Don't you know that just by being, you put us both in your debt forever? I'm not like other people. I know that. And you know it. And I suppose so did Mother. Isn't it time to tell me who I really am? I don't... I don't know how to answer you, son. I was adopted. I mean, I'm not really your child... Or Mom's? Well, thank God you never asked her that question. I wish... I wish it had never been asked at all. <laughs> what is it, Dad? Oh, it's nothing. Just some indigestion. Oh, that's what Mom said, and I accepted it. Not this time. We're going to get you to a dot. <sighs> I know you mean well, Woody, but... You can tell, Coach, I'm just not coming back.
3: But Moses, man, you got to
2: get
1: with it. They got lawyers
2: from here to Tuesday.
1: I know what trouble you're in, but they're
2: going to bust your contract. I don't care. Well, the team needs you. I'm sorry about that, but I need my dad more. You mean he needs you? I meant what I said. He's dying. And once he's gone, I'm lost. No way to explain. Thanks for the try, Woody. Don't think too bad of me. You coach any of the fellas. I, I never really was one of you. I'm somebody has got to find my own way. Pretty cold for you to be out here on the porch, Dad. Uh, I, I want to enjoy it. Well, I can. Second Indian summer. Just the same. I... I... I don't want you worrying about me. This this is nothing. The doctor said I'd be back you on You don't my have feet. to tell me what the doctor said, Dad. But I want No, to. you don't. You want to hide what he said for me. But you can't. What do you mean? I don't ask to know what people are thinking. Really thinking. I've always known. Because I can read it like it was written in a book. You can? dad i know i'm not really your child i've read that in yours and mom's minds all my life no matter how hard you tried to hide it from me but i've never been able to sense deep enough is where did i really come from who am i why am i so strange oh i guess we had no right to keep it from you just we didn't understand it all the way ourselves And the truth was... too hard to believe. I'd planned to tell you anyways... before I died and... well... I reckon now's the time. Dad told me... and now I know why I've never been able to belong. Because this isn't my world. I'm an alien. I lie on my bed waiting for sleep which won't come because I'm afraid. I'm as alone as if I'd crash-landed on Mars. The only one of my kind, condemned to remain a sort of self-imposed pariah for the rest of my life. And then, out of the night, a skyship came roaring. Don't be afraid. We are coming for you. You are not alone. Now you can go back to where you belong.
1: Is the deep sound of the whirling mechanism a psychic reaction to the truth his father has just told him? Is there really a space voice calling to him? Is Moses Hardin just a freak of nature or a creature from a civilization we can scarcely dream of, let alone imagine? I shall return shortly with Act Three. I'm chewing gum again. Big deal? It is to me.
2: I had to give up gum because it stuck to my dental work. But with Free Dent Gum from Wrigley's, I can enjoy chewing gum again. It doesn't stick. Fact is, until I found Freedent, I'd forgotten how fresh and clean my mouth and breath could feel
0: Anytime, time. Freedent in peppermint and spearmint. You'll like it. Feel free that you free dead. It won't stick to most apple work. Free gum. Play the new reading game, Zebra Mystery Puzzlers. The books that let you be the detective. Mystery Puzzlers let you match your skills against the heroines of each novel by hiding the clues in the story on the cover and in four of the eight inside illustrations. Then at the end of the book, there's a page where you can write down your guesses before you cut open the final sealed chapter that holds the answers. You'll recognize zebra mystery puzzlers by the magnifying glass on the cover. Buy them wherever paperbacks are sold.
3: Oh, girl Scouts need to go volunteer. Call your local Girl Scout Council today. Girl Scouts are part of being a girl. Learning to be in a very deep world. Learning to care and learning to share. I'm will bring us.
1: Out of the night comes the strange, high whine of the spinning disk from the beyond. Out of the roar and buzz of its revolving mass comes the deep, compelling voice from an alien presence. The words are reassuring, but are they to be believed? And how will Moses Harden react to the voice's offer? Or is this all a dream in the mind of a tortured young man who has lost his mother and is about to lose his father? You have no place
2: here, Moses. Come home. I I can't. Why not? He needs me. Who? My father. What is a father? There is no such thing. He he, he brought me up. He sacrificed everything for me. He he and my mother. You live in a primitive civilization. Father and mother are outmoded words. You are only a part of the whole And the whole is the state of the living.
3: Come back. Oh, would I be a
2: part of you? Would I stop being different? Would I not feel alone? I told you, you would be
0: a part of the whole.
2: And my father? There is no room for him. He will soon be a
1: non-person.
2: I have to stay with him to the end. Can't you wait a little or,
1: or come back? No. You must make your decision now.
2: I I want to be with my own, where I'm not a stranger. But I cannot leave my father now. He, He needs me too much. So be it. You have chosen your own destiny. We cast you out. The world you live in has no place for you. You have selected your own
3: living death.
2: the inadequate bed, as all beds are inadequate for my height, I'm in a cold sweat from the dream. Or was it a dream? Have I thrown away my future? Or is it all fantasy? I don't know what I might have expected to wake into the next day, but certain not the miracle that happened. Dad was feeling very bad that morning. In a lot of pain and I had brought his breakfast tray downstairs virtually untouched. I was on my way to the kitchen when the convertible drove up and she got out. She had a cloud of dusty blonde hair, her misty gray eyes. She had all the requisite physical charms and wonder of wonders when she uncoiled herself from under the wheel and stood up She was the first woman I had met in my stratosphere. Her eyes couldn't have been more than an inch below mine. She blew my mind in that one first look. But all she said was... Excuse me for busting in, Big Mo. We've met? No. I I don't even know why I asked her. I couldn't have forgotten you. I've been wanting to meet you for a long time. What, What is it? Press?
4: I think it's time for us to talk together. Why? I don't read you. You mean what I think? Uh, yes. You can't, unless I want you to. I'm shielding. You're what? Shielding. Don't you do that?
2: Why?
0: Well, I...
4: I guess I don't
2: know what you mean.
4: Ah, now I see. I suspected, but I wasn't sure. You've never met any of us, have you? Us? The fugitives. The exorcised. The loss i don't quite understand <laughs> poor boy you really are lost now it must have been awful for you everybody and his uncle's thoughts rattling and jangling in your head and you with no way of knowing how to shut them out you are for real you do know i promise you i do I'm lucky to have found you in time. In time for what? Before Calcour got to you and sold you a bill of goods. Calcour? The false ambassador of goodwill who would offer any of us anything within reason to return to Centauri Planet 7. Then he was here. He did come.
2: What did you say to him? I turned him down. Why? Don't you want to go back? How could I go back to somewhere I never was? did you get to earth? I, I don't quite know. Um, my stepfather has told me there was an aircraft crash. The craft was burned to a cinder and buried in the wilderness. But that he and mom found me, just a baby. And because they wanted a child and there seemed to be no one to claim me, they brought me up as their own.
4: It must have been very difficult for you, Moe.
2: Oh, not really. There was so much love and so much happiness. The worst were the thoughts... For so long, when I was a kid, I didn't understand that I was so different. I thought everyone knew what everyone else was thinking. Why, well, it got me in a lot of trouble till I realized that I was the only one who did. Well, that would have been enough to set me apart, but by then, I'd started to grow. When does it stop? I mean, when do we... We're not all that peculiar,
4: Mo might grow a few more inches, but that will be it. Well, how can you be so sure? I'll let you judge that for yourself. If you'll allow me to take you to the heartland.
2: Well, I can't go anywhere with you. Uh, oh, what's your name?
4: I'll unshield my mind and think of it, so you may read it for yourself. Andaria. Is that all? In the world we came from, one name was enough. I wonder what mine would have been. It doesn't matter. If you come with me, you shall be anointed and given a new one if you want. I told you, I I can't come with you. Why not?
2: I can't leave my father. He's dying.
4: Bring him with you. We will welcome him in. He he can't be moved. And I cannot stay. I'm already overdue with their waiting for me.
2: My people. Our people. Don't leave me, Andaria. Please. I must. Walk me to the car. Oh, where is the heartland? Uh, how do I find it? Uh,
4: what is it? It's the valley where most of our people landed in the Great Migration. What? Migration. Hymenoptus came. Came in swarms by the billions, swallowing most of us in clouds of poison gas and striking us down with death rays. We were a peaceful people, without weapons of war. And to save our civilization, we had to scatter all over the universe. Many of us landed here on Earth, our astrofuel exhausted. The bulk of them landed in the valley of the heartland.
2: Before you go, you must tell me how to get there.
4: I can't, Mo. When you are ready to come, one of us will read the signal and come for you. Goodbye, Mo. Hey, uh, wait
2: a minute, Andaria! Andaria! (laughs) Jumped in my own car and followed her, but at that very minute my father cried out for me, and I went instead to him. He was in pain, and I gave him his medicine. He didn't wake until dinner, but afterwards he perked up some, and we talked long into the night. I know you—you've always been special, son, and we had no right to you. I hope you never get punished for whatever wrongs me and your mom did. You never wronged me. Either of you, Dad. You gave me all things that made it possible for me to live in this world. Love, understanding, the only inner peace I ever had. Well, why don't you stop agonizing over your height, Mo? There's lots of tall people today, growing bigger all the time. You don't understand, Dad. I can't shut it out. I know what everyone is thinking. I can feel the hate and the jealousy and the resentment. All the things people try to choke down. But here on the farm, there's such peace. Or has been, except for you and... Oh, you won't have me to worry about much longer. And don't... don't feel sad. I'm going to join Ruth. It's you who worries me. What about this fellow, Calicoa, who could take you back where you came from? Maybe you should go with him. And Daria says he's the enemy. Well, how do you know you can trust her? And you don't even know how to find the valley. Well, if that's where I belong, I'll find it. And wherever I am, your mother and I, will pray that you do. I love you, son. Good night.
1: It was the last word he said to me. He died peacefully
2: that night. And now I was completely alone. A stranger in an alien world. It was nearly dawn before I fell asleep was I asleep or awake when the air was full of their humming noise and the voice called me out into the night. Movel. Movel. Oh, who called me? It is Kalkor. I have revented and come to bring you home. But, but you are my enemy. And Daria told you that but she lied. And she is not for you. She's already promised. To whom? To the force. Who is he? He is the one who succeeds the elder when his
3: force is gone.
1: What is he? He is nothing,
2: only an empty title. Don't listen to him, Moses. He is the center of us,
4: our leader, the one Kalkur seeks to destroy. Leave him
2: alone. Don't trust her. Don't trust him. Don't go with him, Moses. He will have no choice. We will take him. Seize
4: him. Moses, the force has been lost ever since the migration. But the elder tells me it could be you.
2: Don't let them take you. Resist. Drag him to the ship. Don't listen to the woman. Don't worry, Andaria. I'll fight. I won't lose you. By the God! He is the force! Come away from him! Come away! We
3: have no weapons to stand against
2: the force! Within 24 hours, Indari had come back for me. There was no sign of the Hymenopter's attack... ...save a large burned area in a field near the house with the tall grass flattened as if by something spinning in a counterclockwise direction. And within a week, Andaria and I had sold the farm and were headed for the heartland. Your
4: father was the force before you. He had long felt our planet was nearing the end of its useful life, and he had gone out to scout the galaxies for a better home for us. Somehow, he was lost... ...and never came back. That's when the Hymenopters dared to attack us.
2: And you were promised to me?
4: The day I was born. The same day as you. My father, the Elder... ...and your father, the Force...
2: ...made a solemn promise. Supposing I hadn't turned out to be my father's son... Oh, don't ask me that.
4: How could I have decided between honor and love...
2: Fortunately, the decision never had to be made.
1: I love you, Andaria.
4: As I love you. And am proud of you. For you will lead us back to Alpha Centauri.
2: No. I have no stomach for war or killing. If the valley, the heartland, is as peaceful as you say, let us stay there and build our own new world. The other is dying. But this 10 Oh, Andario. Once you teach me to live in it at peace. With a little imagination. And a lot more determination.
1: What a paradise we can make of it. Not a bad ambition. One we could all, and should, share. And perhaps, for all the agonies it can cause, there might be a rebirth of hope if we could all read exactly what is in people's thoughts and what are their desires. Deep in the heart of everyone, surely the main, the only desire is peace at last. I'll be back shortly. I like pickles, but they don't like me. Send your stomach,
4: some I kill. I like pizza, but yeah. it doesn't like me.
3: Send your stomach, some side
2: Digel's special combination of antacid and anti-gas ingredients gives you fast, gentle relief from acid indigestion, heartburn, and gas in just minutes. I like hot dogs, yeah. but they don't like me. Yeah.
0: For occasional use only as directed. Play the new reading game, Zebra Mystery Puzzlers, the books that let you be the detective. Mystery Puzzlers let you match your skills against the heroines of each novel by hiding the clues in the story on the cover and in four of the eight inside illustrations. Then at the end of the book, there's a page where you can write down your guesses before you cut open the final sealed chapter that holds the answers. You'll recognize Zebra Mystery Puzzlers by the magnifying glass on the cover. Buy them wherever paperbacks are sold. And
1: now, Kava, the smooth coffee that's real coffee presents smooth Kava romance.
0: Here's to seven smooth years together, Samantha. Smooth, but dull. And here's to Kava, the coffee that puts smooth into our life. Maybe I'll have an affair. <laughs> Have a love affair with smooth, rich Kava instant coffee. Kava's 90% acid neutralized.
1: Less acid means Kava is never bitter. Try a cup of Kava, smooth coffee that's real, real coffee that's smooth. Kava, Kava! From Borden. Take your contact.
2: Take it now. Keep
1: your cold to contact. I'm going to change your mind about nighttime cold medicine. You see, of all major medicines, only one works up to 12 hours against the cloggy virus symptoms that keep you awake. Only contact. One capsules release stays with you all through a long night's sleep. No matter what cold virus attacks, only contact. Keep
2: your
1: cold to contact. Take only as directed. No matter what one may think in the cold light of day, the night is the time when the horizons of the mind expand. Listen on a fall evening to the crickets, the birds, and a thousand rustlings of small hidden animal and insect life. A whole myriad of worlds within worlds. Then look up to the stars and the infinity of our universe. You know that somewhere out in the stars, there must be other life. Has got to be. I wonder if it will cross our paths in this century. Our cast included John Beale, Joan Shea, John Lithgow, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.
0: That's the show for this week, but don't forget there are thousands more like it at relicradio.com. Horror, strange tales, science fiction, crime, all available for free. If you'd like to donate to Relic Radio and help keep it all free, you can do that through the website as well. Visit donate.relicradio.com to find out more and to see the special downloadable sets that are available. My thanks to those who have
3: donated, and thanks for listening today. Talk to you again next week.